this episode, I'm talking to somebody who is deeply involved in the Web3 play-to-earn gaming scene. I'm talking to Kevin Bain, also known as Dreaming Dragon. We are both in the same gaming guild. We're playing the game that's called Star Atlas. But playing is maybe a term that is a little bit wide now because the game is not even finished yet. Kevin has been a gamer for ages. He actually brought something again to my attention that I have almost forgot about. You know, Quake back in the days, which was one of the first first-person shooters. Kevin has played on probably some of the most, like the best teams on the planet. And he takes gaming super serious. In the talk we're having, it was clear to me that this whole concept of Web3, like play-to-earn gaming, play-and-earn or whatever you want to call it, brings a seriousness to games that gamers like Kevin really like. You know, people are preparing a lot of stuff. You know, they're making plans, they're forming guilds, they are you know, making plans for what they're going to do. And a gamer like Kevin, <laughs> let's just say I wouldn't be uh, like to be in a spaceship facing him in a battle. He sounds like he's going to be in the front and there is... You know, without getting into too much details, because we do that in an interview, there is different zones, you know, there usually are in these multiplayer games. Some of the zones you can play safe and, and kind of do that, but there's also zones where it's like straight on uh, PvP, which is like player versus player mode, where people can actually shoot each other. And in this type of game, it means that, hey, you can actually rob or like uh, pirate somebody's $2 million spaceship. For real, which is, you know, an insane uh, concept that we talk a little bit more about in this interview. So let's dive into it and hear what Kevin has to say. Hello, Kevin. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Jesper. Thank you for having me. Uh, you know, we've, we've, we've tried for, for a while to kind of, you know, uh, get this set up, but, uh, you know, it, it's actually, I think it's one of the first interviews I've done with uh, something, somebody overseas. I've done a few in English before, but, uh, uh, you know, it's evening for me now. And uh, what time is it uh, where you are? Noon. And where are you? I'm in Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there many, many, many years ago. Yeah. It's <laughs> All right. We we met each other in uh, in something called the club. Can you uh, explain a little bit about the what, what what is the club? The club is a, a crypto gaming guild, uh, mostly a crypto community at this point because we're all waiting for the games to uh, mature. Um, but we are planning ahead and we are tr uh, trying to be one of the largest, um, we have our goals set to be one of the largest uh, crypto gaming guilds in the world. And when you say crypto gaming guild, you know, what, is, what does that mean? So uh, there's this, there was, do you want me to do the history? Like when we were young, when I was young, I'm 51. So when I was young, um, my mom would buy me a game and it would cost however much and I'd play the game. And then like I trade it or we'd sell it at a flea market or whatever. And then nowadays people are playing free games on their phone, right? And, and they play the game all the time for free instead of buying it and they decide if they want to invest. But that's still, the extra money is still going to stockholders and to companies. We're going to take this new model, which is called play to earn. And we're going to take the stockholders out of it. And we're going to introduce cryptocurrency and you're going to play the games uh, like if you were to play, say, an adventure game like World of Warcraft, you will own your own sword, you'll own your own horse, you'll own all your own assets like you would cryptocurrency. When you earn gold, you'll, you'll own the gold. And then you'll be able to sell those things at, uh, as you want to. And this is the future of, of the players being worth the kind of value that they add to the game. You know what I mean? Like if we're, if we're playing a game 12 hours a day, 
and we're in there running five-man adventures and we're helping people out and doing things, we add a lot of value to the game. And so this new model where you play to earn with cryptocurrencies and owning all your own assets will, will pay us back for what we're worth, you know what I mean? And, and give power to the gamers. And that's really cool. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds great. You know, what, what would be, you know, I'm thinking like, okay, how does that work? You know, how's that even possible? You know, I've, I've heard people say, you know, that was something, you know, I was explaining to somebody who didn't know anything about crypto and tokens and all that kind of stuff, uh, how much cool stuff this, this technology is, is being, is being used for. Uh, you know, for uh, fundraising and this gaming and all this kind of stuff, and 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 uh, and they said, but but who's losing? Who's 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 getting cheated? Or who who's you know? And then there was like, okay, that's a way of thinking it. But okay, if we if we want to cover that side of it, you know, how does that work? You know, who's uh, you know who's getting paid and who's paying and uh, who's winning and who's losing? Well, I think the immediate loser is the stockholder, right? Like you don't have to keep raising your stocks. You don't have to artificially inflate anything or chase something just because it's a money winner, you know, and, and charge hundreds of dollars for a skin um, because you don't have stockholders telling you, I need more money. We need more, more, more. So you take all that money from the stockholders, you give it back to the players. And that's a huge chunk to start with. Um, I'm not an economics major and I can't, uh, explain it, I think, at the level, you know, that, that you'd like, I would send you to Michael, you know, <laughs> um, but, uh, but I can see, you know, there's a ton of money that doesn't go to the players just in World of Warcraft. Yeah. And if you took, if you took the money from their stockholders and gave it to the players, oh my gosh, how much more would the players invest than we already did, right, you know, so. What, you know, uh, my, my, uh idea or you know what i think about the club is that it's a, a guild for the game star atlas uh, and i remember one of the earliest games i remember in this like space uh it was master of orion uh oh yeah yeah and i thought that was like super cool and then there's uh, been a few Uh, I can't even remember, but I, I've kind of kind of followed this space exploration, build your own spaceship kind of games. Uh, I recently bought what's it called, Stellaris. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, okay, that's that was a little bit too dry for me. You know, right. very. You know, it's like ah shit. You know, I, I liked it, but that was it, it was lagging something. I didn't really. It was super, super, super advanced straight from the beginning. Was my immediate uh, experience. Uh, could you, you know, like, what is? Uh, could you explain what is Star Atlas? Star Atlas. What is it going to be, right? Or what is it now? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a 3D game on the Unreal 5 engine that is going to be, I guess, like, uh, it'll be like Stellaris at first, and then it'll eventually hopefully be like Eve and other games um, and progress to a point to where it will become the metaverse um, or the beginning of the metaverse is, is the hope, right? And, uh, and the goal. And so, um, but at first it's going to be a space game, much like, I wish it was like Masters of Orion, right? Like I can't stop thinking about how much fun I had playing that now, but um. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be like Stellaris probably at first. And it'll probably be like that for a while. Um, taking like a top-down approach to development versus you know, starting on the planet and building up, which hasn't worked so well. Um, so um, a 3D space exploration game where you where there's player versus player and player versus enemies and um, politics and safe zones and medium zones and 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 zones where you can lose everything, like playing high stakes poker, you can buy a ship and fly it into the, into the red zone and lose your ship um, yeah. forever. Well, you can get insurance. Uh, we've learned recently. Which, you can? I'll, yeah. I'll, okay, let, let's save that for, uh, because first we have to talk to people like what, what is ships? And uh, because they're in style, that's, that's, that's uh, I, I think I have a $300 ship and a, a $25 ship. I'm not like super invested, but that, what, what are the most expensive ships? Um, well, there's a ship, you know, the, the ship prices today are a little lower um, because the whole market's down. 
Um, but there's ships going for six figures, and there's a Titan coming out that may go for um, millions. Okay. Um, and just to, exactly to, sure. to be clear, that this is, you know, what what is it that actually, you know, people are paying millions of dollars for what? So they're paying millions. So if you think about a game like a ship game, and they pay millions of dollars for a ship, but in every game you've played in the past, you've bought that ship, and the game owns it. And you know you play the game, but the game owns the ship. In this game, you buy the ship. If you wanted to immediately resell the ship, you could. You own it, um, and it's your asset to keep and to use and to lose if you decide to make a bad decision with it. Um, yeah, and that yeah. you know, insurance. You know, what is that about? Well, it's just like car insurance or whatever, right? I mean, it's if you're going to go into the if you're going to go into the red zone and you're going to risk everything because that's where the most rewards in the game are. Um, so you go in there and you and you lose your ship. Somebody kills you. Let's just say it's a NPC kills you, right? An enemy on a wherever, and then um, you have insurance. You can you can pay insurance and get your get your ship back um, rather than lose it forever. But who who are you paying that insurance to? Is that Star Atlas or is it a third party or what's how's that work? I believe it's going to be third parties. I'm not, you know, I I should know the answer to that question and I don't. But um, I know for sure it, it is going to be open for third parties. I don't think Star Atlas is going to handle it, but I could be wrong. One of the things that I remember was up uh, in the Discord a while back was uh, this whole idea about you know you can actually. Uh, be uh, you know you can gather some like uh, let's get into your esports career after this but you know you can get a crew together and then you can be space pirates and you can mm-hmm. basically roam the red zone and you can you can you know destroy people's uh, ships and and as as far as i understand you know they would like explode into smaller parts which you can like scavenge uh, for value which you can either build with or trade or you know totally as you would with with other uh, things and then there was some discussion about who wanted to be a pirate and it was just like nobody really wanted to be the bad guys because that would mean that you actually take like real value and money from real people and it's just like okay uh But if nobody wants to be the bad guy, you know, what fun is that going to be? You know. Yeah. Well, that is that's changed. There's a there's a few very vocal pirate groups. Um, okay. That show up to a lot of things now. They hang out on the Star Atlas Discord, but they also show up to a lot of voice meetings that I'm in, um, and they're very vocal about their intentions. Um, and what what is that? What what are what are they saying? That sounds a little bit scary. <laughs> they just want to make sure that it's fun. They want to play a game where they can enjoy the PvP part of it and not have it be um, overly restrictive on what they can do so they can feel like pirates and go out and play the game from that perspective. Okay. Yeah. But it is kind of crazy. You know, I'm I'm thinking like, you know, one of my first thoughts was, Okay, if you actually like steal, I mean, one of my friends he told me a story about something that happens in Eve with a guild that everybody got, you know, some money together or something like that to buy a sixteen thousand dollar ship or something or sixteen thousand kron. I can't remember, but it was like a lot of money. And then immediately the the head of the guild just took the ship and and sailed off and 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 sold it and and bought it some kind of stupid car or something like in real life he bought his yeah. like old beat up car or something like that and and that's just like you know it, when, when when real money is involved and you are a pirate and you know you 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 you, you capture or you destroy somebody's like multi-million dollar ship you know how are we preventing that you know somebody who's going to find out where you live and come knocking on your door <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's it's happened before, right? And and spotting happens, and doxing happens, and so, um, so I'm living in the open as much as possible, just to. But I mean, um, I don't know. It's it's the same. I think as playing high stakes poker for a hundred grand or a million dollars. If you sit down to the table with the best in the world and you lose it all, 
um, do you kill those people? You know, do you go after those people or do you accept the loss? You know, I think, yeah, most people would be, they're going to have to realize what they're getting into before they get into it, you know, and I think there'll be plenty of warning. I yeah. Imagine. Yeah. And that's also, you know, maybe we should like circle back and talk about, because you briefly mentioned zones, right? So that's going to play a big part in that. So, you know, what do you know about zones so far? Because the game is not out. So everything is, you know, we know a little bit, but then most of it is, is kind of like speculation, right? Well, they did release a map recently and they did release a whole, um, yeah, there's a whole new uh, roadmap and everything you need to check out. But um, but the zones, there's three zones. You start in an easy zone. If you, um, there's no PVP, player versus player in the easy zone, right? And so that's where we're all going to hang out and learn the game. And that's probably where the corporations that get into the game will hang out because they're safe, right? Then there'll be a medium zone where you can engage in PVP, but it's not permanent. Um, and you'll be able to recover your ship and stuff, right? But you can still fight. Um, and that's where we'll start. And then there'll be a red zone, which is the hard zone, which you go out there and there's no rules. So we just make your own rules. And then you you have a whole background in like fighting online, right? I do, yeah. yeah can you talk a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it started, I mean, I won my first uh, video game tournament in 1983 playing track and field at the arcade. If you remember that, you'd have to like run and then like, you know, throw the javelin or whatever. Um, and I got the bug in me and then I competed my whole life, um, which is a long story, but you can jump forward to, I was at a party one day looking over my friend's shoulder and I was like, what are you playing? And he's like, capture the flag. And I was like, on what? And he said, quake. And I, I, I said, can I play? And he goes, yeah. And so I sat down to play and then at some point, my girlfriend's tapped me on the shoulder and I'm like, wait, wait, I'm gonna, I'm just been playing this. She's like, you've been playing it for eight hours. Everybody left. Can we go to bed? And I was like, oh. And then that was like the beginning. I was hooked. And so I, I created the number one capture the flag Quake clan in the world. And we started playing. And when we beat um, Clan Nightmare, it's capture the flag. They wanted, they wanted to play us in deathmatch and they did and they beat us. And then I, they picked me up and I became their tactician and starter. Um, and when I became a starter for them, we went undefeated for about a year and a half. Um, we're in Urban Dictionary. You can look us up, Clan Nightmare. Um, and we were one of the largest, you know, most uh, successful Quake clans in the world. Um, there were others, but we were one of them. And so from there, I moved to um, Tribes, which not as many people played, but uh, there was this clan called Clan Gib that I joined up with and we quickly, that we, that was, we were first from day one. And then I moved to Day of Defeat and that was cool. I did play some Call of Duty, just like playing against some top teams. And uh, I used to help my friends uh, practice in Counter-Strike. And then from there, I moved to um, PVP games, Asheron's Call, I moved to Dark Age of Camelot. Um, in Dark Age of Camelot, my guild of eight people was the first guild to a million PVP points, 10 million and 50 million, just the eight of us. Um, we would lead like a thousand people in that game, you know, on like castle sieges and stuff, 500 to a thousand sometimes. Um, and so my whole life has been spent gaming. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that I've done outside of gaming. I just really love competing uh, against the best all the time. You know, I just want to compete against the best. So I've been fortunate enough to put myself in positions where I could do that. Cool. So uh, tell me the story about how you discovered uh, Star Atlas. So I was, yeah, I was, I was just learning about crypto gaming, right? Like when you start learning about it, it's a, uh, it's a rabbit hole and I'm learning about it and I'm going around and then I, I don't remember exactly where I heard of Star Atlas, but I got on their discord and I started reading about it and how they're going to use Unreal 5, you know, and how they're going to, they're going to make a 3D game, a AAA game. They're going all in. They're not just, you know, creating something small. They're going to make something huge. And um, and compared to all the other games that I was reading about, they weren't games. They were just more like tech tests, you know, and versus Star Atlas, which is going to be the real deal. The first, it's just like, again, to me, it feels like Quake, right? We were playing Doom 2. It was 2D, but it felt 3D. We're playing all these 2D games and then Quake came out and we're actually playing 3D. I can jump over your head. And um, and that's what this feels like. This is a revolution, you know? Um, play to earn where you 
Everything you do in the game is owned by you. And long-term, maybe those assets will move game to game. Um, so yeah, I, I don't remember exactly how I found Star Atlas, but it was just through, it was obviously a shining light in a, in a room full of just, you know, like, are these really games? Like, I can see what they want to do, but it's not, there's not much to it. You know what I mean? So. And so what, what other games was that? You know, you know, Axie is something everybody talks about, you know, about what, and, what else have you seen? Yeah, and I mean, well, Axies is, and they're, you know, they've been so successful, so you can't, you can't, you know, slight what they're what they're doing. But for me, I need more gameplay. You know what I mean? I wanna, I wanna really compete and not just, um, not just, not just have the yeah, what they have going on there. Um, I don't. I have. I've never played Axies. I've seen it. I've played some other games. I played Splinterlands. I played League of Kingdoms, uh, Rising Star. Um, you know, and I've looked at tons of them. But there's still. I mean, Alluvium. I really like the way that looks. But Star Atlas, to me, still, you know, is just it's where it's at. And then you got into uh, you know Star Atlas and uh, and then the club happened you know how how does that happen? I'm so I'm on the Discord for Star Atlas the first day and you know how it is like you just like oh my gosh is this real you know what I mean they have like a white paper and economic paper and you start reading and then you go back and you go oh my gosh and like and then everybody else is like oh my gosh is this real and so I'm like in that state of you know mind blowing like just like trying to figure it all out. And I'm like, wow, you know, if I found the right group of people that had everything they needed except for me, like I don't have the money, but if they already had the investments and they had everything set up, I could probably really take them somewhere. And it was like a second later, this poster pops up from Vlad, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, 255 tier five land claims, you know, hundreds of ships. Um, We're recruiting, you know, everything like it says just in the white paper, you know, executive CEOs, business leaders, right? And it said everything, and it didn't say uh, gamers. And so I was like, I really like the poster. So I went and found Vlad, and I was like, you're missing something from the poster. You're missing an esports lead, and so I want to be your esports lead. And like we hit it off, and within an hour, like he was, it only took like an hour, and Vlad already had me. He's like, well, if you don't think the poster's right, let's edit it. And then I'm like immediately working, you know, and that's been a big thing with the club. Like we collaborate a lot. We all work together a lot. And that's really cool. I really like that. Yeah, actually, I can't remember how far I was in Star Atlas before I discovered the club. But it was, you know, I've, first of all, there were some really useful resources. Uh, you know, I saw the exchange uh, first through the club. You know, that, yeah, well, the exchange was... Yeah, that was that was a blockchain man's yeah. creation, not ours, but yeah. Yeah, but about it, but I saw I saw the link. It was just like you know, oh. basically, uh, you know, every like useful piece of information. It it seemed like all the answers that I had was just like you know they all came from somebody from the club. Yeah, and then I I think I I, I went into I saw the Twitter and uh, probably you know I I, um, I I listened to. Dowcaster to to kind of figure out about Star Atlas, and then I I, I joined yeah. the, the club Discord, and and you know then I got verified, and it's just like now I don't even visit the Star Atlas Discord. I, I hang out in, <laughs> in the club Discord yeah. because it I don't know. It's just like uh, it seems like they're very much in the in the forefront, and I don't. You know, I'm just lurking uh, because I'm, I'm, you know, managing my my fleet and just waiting and looking and see what people are doing. Yeah. Uh, but I, still, I think, I think that whole community thing, and that's also why I think that's probably why I'm in Star Atlas is because of the of the club. And I think, okay, this is gonna be super awesome. You know, I, I played a lot of World of Warcraft when that was up, and you know, was in yeah. guilds and all that, and I remember how it was. Uh, how cool it was and you know you could always uh, you know hey everybody we're doing this raid on saturday who's coming and you know, all that kind of stuff yeah and now where we can actually make things that has real value together right know, when the game comes out and I, i think that's just just insane it is and i mean that's that's uh that's the long-term goal of the club you know people 
people wonder why we've recruited the way we have and like that we've you know been blatant about trying to get whales on our side and but but if you're going to try to create um cities and create space that you know what i mean and like titan sized ships and things that are gonna that people are going to be able to have parties on and run businesses on um it's going to take an enormous amount of people an enormous amount of time and effort and resources and so we're going all in with it and you know we already have the club city nft so now we just have yeah. to make it a reality so i'm thinking what do you think people are thinking who are listening to this what have you usually you know when you when you talk to people around and and you tell them how involved you are with the club and that you know what what's the response you're getting most people uh don't understand it's a lot to take in i mean i'm still learning uh crypto gaming for sure like i read about new games every day and and they're and the way they're doing things is is not always easy to comprehend you know um and if you don't understand crypto and you're not a big gamer it's too much i think uh at least for the people that i hang out with which were around my age you know what i mean so that's a limited uh uh Uh, pool there but um but a lot of people don't get it um my parents unfortunate they're still alive they don't they don't have it. you know they can't even grasp bitcoin yeah you know she's like but so you know it's like gold like she got that far so that was nice um but um but yeah most people are blown away and then a lot of i have a lot of friends you know from that are uh, amazing gamers And a lot of them are not interested, um, which blows my mind. Um, I think when it becomes easier and the wallet is seamlessly integrated with the game, they might be into it. And when they feel safer with their wallet, um, I think as many, the more touch points you have, the more chances you have to make mistakes. And I think that that puts a lot of people off having to like click the wallet and accept the thing and go back and you know click 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 click. They don't like all that and don't want to be responsible for it. So I have a a lot of pushback. I have a lot of support from them. They're like, that sounds really cool. I'm not going to do it, you know, but I mean, that's how people were about the iPhone when it first came out, right? Oh, that's really cool. I'm not going to be staring at my phone all day. Oh, yes, you are. Yeah. You know, we're, we're all moving into crypto gaming, whether we want to or not. Play to earn is the future. Play and earn, right? And that's the future. So, right, it's going to take a while. And you, you made an important uh, distinct, uh, dis, yeah, I don't know what it's called, but uh, <laughs> play to earn and play play and earn. Because I think first off, everybody was like, play to earn. And then we saw this, you know, like Axie and, and thing where you can basically, you know, it reminds me of World of Warcraft and, you know, the Chinese gold farmers. You know, mm-hmm. that's basically, yeah. okay, people are not playing the game to play. They're playing. It's it's a job, uh, right. which which works when you have the dynamic where there is people who have more money than time, and and the opposite because you know then there's a, a value exchange. Uh, but I definitely like play and earn better. You know, when I'm looking at the games now, I'm not I'm not looking at games where you know okay, what can I play to to grind tokens or money or anything like that it's just like what what can i you know when i'm looking at game nfts i'm looking at okay, what game would i like to play and then i don't really care what value the nfts have and you know all that kind of stuff if i like to play the game and making the money or whatever you can do because i imagine that a lot of the stuff that you actually make You know, if I was a game developer, I would, you know, create where you could put that stuff back in the game somehow, you know, buy some new stuff or create new oh, yeah. stuff or, or something like that. Um, so I think that was a, an important, um, what's it called? Distinction. Uh, distinction, yeah. Between like play to earn and play and earn. That's I think yeah, that's yeah. very important. What's your opinion on that? Well, I like planner and it doesn't roll off the tongue as, as well. And it's the abbreviation looks weird um, yeah. <laughs> like just from a marketing standpoint. But I, I like uh, I like planner better. I think play to earn gives you a an expectation that you may be able to earn a living. Right. If you finish that statement in your head and uh, 
as a woman that I knew once said, expectations are resentments waiting to happen. And so, um, so I like plan or better because it just says you're going to make something and it's more than you would have. And I think, you know, there's still going to be like the 80, 20 rule and the people that really grind the game, like you're doing well, like we're going to, you know, it's going to pay off. And then like, imagine it pays off just, in, it doesn't even have to pay off and make you rich. It pays off enough to make you feel comfortable. And of course you and I are going to play wow more right now. We can get like everything we ever wanted. And it's, you know what I mean? It's opens up the game, a game like Star Atlas will be even bigger than wow. And so the more that we do and the more that we make will open up our, you know, our abilities to explore even more. There is going to be a procedural, um, I didn't mention this before, but there is going to be a procedural part of the map too. So there's the the, the uh, green zone, the medium zone, right? safe zone, the medium zone, hard zone where you can lose everything. And then outside of that, there'll be like a procedural hard zone that just goes on forever um, that I imagine will have, it'll be harder to find stuff where it would be game breaking, but we'll see how that goes. Is that going to be like red zone as well or? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. that's, that's one of the things you know, when I when I play my little story out in my head, you know, in the Star Atlas, and that's also what I do in the Discord sometimes, you know, I just, rem I just you know, think of myself as, uh, you know, alone on my spaceship out in the uni universe, just discovering, and sometimes I just like, bleep, send an, a, a note back to the, to the mothership that I'm still here, everything is still working, <laughs> you know, I'm still searching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah, it's going to be crazy. And I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. We have so many ships now since we started. It's, it's, um, it's hard to think about because once the once the game's actually here, how many ships will we have by then? Um, it's yeah, be I think, the, and they they seem to be putting out new ships all the time. That that seems to be what they are, uh, like kind of focused on, especially at least publicly at the moment. Which I can imagine, uh, because they they need need a lot of money to, uh, to develop what they have set out to uh, to create, right? Well, is, yeah, uh, is that the way they fund it all, or what? What, what do you think? Uh... They're funded now. Um, they have plenty of money. Uh, the ships, the new ships, are just it's it's a way to if you're a new player and you come into this space, let's take the new ships and take them away. Right, you come into this space and there's no new ships. Would you and I sell our ships to the new player? Probably not. But with the new ships, that changes everything. There's always something they can buy, right? And if you're a new player, you don't come in and have to like buy a $300 ship from me for $450. There's a different ship you can buy. And so I think that's really what they're trying to do right here, like is try to make sure that new players coming in will have something available to them. And the ships that we got are going to be rare just from a standpoint of you can't get them anymore unless you get them from us or unless you build them in game. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, that's, that's, that's going to be crazy. What do, what do you think? Uh, you know, one of the questions I always ask people is what is, what are you looking most forward to? You know, you said you like to compete against the best, you know, and, I, I don't know. You you tell me because you have like one role within in the the club. But what do you what do you imagine doing in the game? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I have a few roles in the club, but the um, in the game, I want to carve out a part of the red zone and build a city there. And I understand, you know, that like the pirates have they enjoy that, right? And and people that say everything will go great until you get nuked, and you know. I would say it's possible, but not probable. And I'm going to do my best to defend that. But I would like to, you know, there's going to be areas of the red zone where we can carve out our own world. And um, we have a strong alliance with Christian from the Interstellar Alliance and with Yoganat from Balk. And um, we're going to share a border in the red zone and we're going to make it large. So that makes things a little easier for both of us. And then, um, we have to rely on our recruiting and our size and our skill um, to to handle all the threats, you know. Yeah, you know, I usually th this only goes out in audio, but uh, I can tell people that you have a little like a sinister smirk on your face now. <laughs> uh, well, I can't. I don't want to say too much. 
I've had a lot of people challenge me a lot of times in life, you know, and 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 you get that a lot now. It, it's uh, it's exciting for me to compete against the best and you know to win or lose. I love it, and so so we're going to create a new form. To me, we're going to create a new form of high stakes poker that's going to be uh, you know ship to ship battle. It sounds that's a dream, you know. I yeah. I, I, I want to live in the redstone, so. Yeah, so we'll carve out an area and we'll hopefully build a city and we'll allow people to come and go. And, you know, if you break the rules, we'll have to fix fix that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say too much. <laughs> uh, how, how do you imagine, you know, do you have kind of like a, like some images or like visions in your head? You know, how is that going to play out? Like, you know, actually, you know, is there going to be like, uh, like, patrols or you know how, how's that gonna work oh yeah i mean we are over in the club we have over twenty thousand cumulative ships now just from verified members right we're at like 5600 in discord and like 1500 verified so if you actually got everybody verified how many ships would we have i don't know and then i mean oh, you know a good chunk of those people are from other guilds but that's cool too um and so with 20, you know, with the amount of ships we have, with the amount of capital ships we have, if we actually pick up a Titan, um, it's going to be deterrence by superior firepower at first. I would imagine we'll get tested. And then um, I, I, I don't want to, uh, hopefully there'll be somebody diplomatic that, that can handle it on our side. I'm, I'm who you call when diplomacy ends, right? Um, I'm the person that's going to be scared because like you said, like, why would, why wouldn't somebody come after you in real life if you, if they just lost a million dollars. Right. Um, but if, if it comes to somebody attacking, say our city, and it's us or them, then we'll just take out the whole fleet and see what happens. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it really comes down to that in this game. It's pretty crazy. If you want to do anything in the, in the high risk zone, then it, every decision is just huge because of the 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 resources that that you know just every decision it's crazy people that have played eve know what i'm talking about and it's it's going to be much bigger because once people realize you know that this is theirs and they can lose everything in five seconds it's, it's my blowing. yeah but it's just like poker i love poker it's just the same thing. Sometimes you go all in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I uh, I never really played Eve. I think I had a account or something like that. It was, what was that? It came out like what, like it's like in, in the late 90s or something like that? It's been forever, right? Yeah. I don't know. It feels like forever. And originally it was, uh, wasn't it people from Iceland or something who created it, I think? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I was working I in. in too. I was in advertising at at the time, and and I remember it came out. It was a little bit around the same time as uh, Second Life. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Uh, so and and there was probably there was this other thing before that. Uh, it was like a fantasy game that I had friends who played. But that and then Eve Online, that was kind of like the first of these like uh, massive multiplayer thing, you know, before uh, World of Warcraft and all that. Yeah. Yeah, but Eve is a good Eve is a great example because people already, even though they don't own their ships, they'll invest all those hours and all that money and all, you know, to, to be so, yeah, this is going to be even more compelling, I think, for those type of players than even Eve was. So do you think that this is this is gonna be the standard for this like uh, massive multiplayer uh, things in the future? You mean play and earn? Play yeah. And earn? yeah, yeah. It is it's gonna be for the immediate future. Yeah, I think I think like um, Star Atlas is recruiting some amazing talent, right? And if they use that talent correctly and put out an amazing product, it's gonna be, you know, I, I, I use this example a lot, but it's just because I lived through it. It's gonna be just like Quake, Quake's Fund, right? Like Unreal, Counter-Strike, Call of Duty, like all of it, right? That came from Quake. 
And so that's what will happen here. People will see the success, they'll love the success, they'll get involved, they'll go into the world with their VR headset. And it doesn't matter, in Unreal 5, it doesn't matter what game you join first. You're gonna put on a headset and be blown away, but you're gonna probably pick one of the first games you're gonna do that in is gonna be Star Atlas for crypto, you know, crypto gaming. And so that's gonna be a lasting impression and it's gonna spawn a whole bunch of games. I mean, it already has. There's a lot of crypto games right now that look just like Star Atlas, right? That are trying to mimic their success. That's a space game and you own the ships. And there's a lot of it going on right now. So it's already started. Um, and this will be the future until, I don't know, until maybe there's a new version of the metaverse, right? Yeah. The next step of AR, VR would probably change and we would have Star Atlas 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you involved in uh, looking or keeping an eye on any other games in Star Atlas? You know, for real? Yeah. Um, so we're in kind of, well, some of our people are involved in Axies, like, um, and they were before they got involved in Star Atlas. Um, we have people with Pegasus seahorses, Pegas. Uh, we talked to Tiny Colonies recently, which is a Solana-based game. Um, they have a really cool idea, and we might be forming an agreement with them. We signed an agreement with Big Time four months ago. I don't remember. They put out a Twitter um, post with like nine club, you know, nine guilds, and we were one of the guilds um, with our logo on there. We with a sizable investment. Um, oh, that's mostly flat, um, but. What else have we looked at? We are looking at games all the time. We're trying to get involved in more games. Like you had said at, at the beginning, um, like, you know, you hang out in the club server because there's just information, right? That you, that versus the Star Atlas server. And we've had a lot of people confuse our content with Star Atlas's content. We have to tell them we're not the official thing. We're just a guild. But what we would like to do is leverage our ability to do that and move into other games and say, you know, we're here, we can support you with all kinds of marketing. We can do the things that we do and, you know, we can recruit for this game. And so that's where we're at right now, where we are going into a faster mode to get the DAO finished. And once we get the DAO finished, we can start making deals with people. And I think once we start making deals with people, they'll see how strong the guild is. And I would imagine the sky's the limit, right? At that point. Yeah. I'm looking at another game that I actually bought into called the what's called Synergians. You seen that? What did you What did you call it? Synergians. Oh no, I haven't seen it. It looks pretty cool. It's like a Diablo 2 kind of thing. Oh yeah. Um, from what I've seen, and uh, you know, solid team behind it and and, and stuff like that. Uh, I I played a lot of Diablo when I was. Yeah, uh, yeah, so uh, I was like, okay, that's another game that. So, but those are basically the two games I'm like really, uh, you know, invested in and 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 actually keeping an eye on. And then there's some other, you know, stuff that pops up. And you know, one of the thirty-something discords that I follow. And and sometimes, you know, if I haven't touched it for a while, it's like, okay, I need to cut this one off. And I was saying, yeah. I think. I can't remember if that was actually where I heard of Star Atlas, and that was this like Sin City, like the gangster thing. Yeah. Uh, which I was actually also I joined a, a, a guild, and uh, but but then I just found out that okay, like this whole gangster gangster game that wasn't really my thing. Uh, it was just my first touch with this whole idea of getting back into a guild and okay we're gonna build something in the metaverse together and all that kind of stuff but yeah. then a lot of other stuff started to pop up and it was just like nah i don't really feel like a gangster i'm more like a, a space uh you know explorer type of guy yeah. <laughs> yeah there's so many games and so many choices at first you're like oh my god i'm gonna do everything this is so cool and then you start to do everything and you go oh my god i don't want to do everything i just want to play this one game yeah, yeah, but it is fun exploring the new crypto games for sure. It gets you hyped. Yeah, uh, and that's you know one of the things I, I used to you know for a couple of months back I was playing a lot of Magic the Gathering Arena you know just to have some actual game play time instead yeah. of just you know clicking clicking my wallet 
<laughs> so right now, and, and that's also where I, why I bought Stellaris, because I thought, okay, I need a game to play while I wait. Uh, but I haven't found that game, you know. Well, uh, do you know anything out there? You know, are you playing something, you know, uh, when you're not involved in the crypto games? Yeah, well, I'm playing, um, I played TFT from League of Legends, which is the auto battler, the auto chess game. Okay. Um, I play hyper role in that. I like that. Um, I haven't hit hyper rank. There's the highest rank is hyper. I haven't hit that yet this season, but I did, I have hit it before. I really like that. Like I like I I always have visions of Chewbacca and C3PO on the Millennium Falcon, you know, and they're playing battle chess. And I'm like, I'm playing battle chess. Yeah. And so I wanna I wanna get hyper rank again and then I want to send it to Alluvium and say, let me in your beta. Um so I'm working on that. Santi has been uh openly competing with Swagner saying who's best at Counter-Strike. And so Santi talked me into playing Counter-Strike again. So I've been practicing that a little just to get my um my sprays back and stuff. It's amazing how bad you can get taking a break from Counter-Strike. Okay. Um, but other than that, um, I like I play Splinterlands a little, but just enough to keep, you know, the dailies going. And I play League of King Kingdoms, but um, our continent got destroyed in continent versus continent. So that's sucked a little in the past couple of days. Um, but they don't really take much time. Mostly it's um, TFT, I think. I've been putting a lot of time lately into like learning things like, I taught myself Premiere Pro and now I'm really, I've been listening to this other book and stuff to get ready for a possible job. And so I've been spending a lot of time just getting ready for the future. But I think when streaming is here, once the games are actually here and I can stream, that's what I'll be doing all day is just streaming gameplay. Oh, okay. But for now, it's just set up, right? We got to get ready. Yeah. We got to get the club set up. We got to get the DAO set up. We got to get everybody involved. Got to get all the rules and work through all the new things and then and then move forward as a team. Yeah, that's going to be exciting uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, what, what it's going to be. It looks amazing. Stylus is just like totally out there in, in terms of what they've put out of, you know, the, the little demos and, and things like that. And uh, as my understanding is, and I'll just not take a deep dive on it, but you're going to be able to play both like in VR and also just from your computer, right? Yeah, I mean, they're never going to get rid of the um, the browser game. Yeah. So whatever the browser game evolves into, you'll always be able so to So it's actually that. also going to be, it's only going to be a browser game. Well, it'll be that. And then it'll also be, you can play the 3D game on your computer. And then you can also play the 3D game on your computer in VR. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. But VR will be, I mean, that'll be where the metaverse is, right? That'll be like Snow Crash and all the books and... Um, where the mind blowing stuff is and where hopefully we'll start to integrate uh, digital fashion more with gaming. And, you know, we'll see all these wild things that like the Fabricant is working on inside our game. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah that whole thing. I, I remember actually, because I've looked into a little bit of like a fashion online and all that kind of stuff, like NFTs and, you know, what happens in uh, the sandbox and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I remember the first time I really cared about like an avatar in, in a game that was actually in second life where you, you yeah. know, I remember, and I can't remember, it was like, you know, you didn't have a lot of choices, but I remember caring you know I really gave a shit how, how my representation in this second life was. And so I think right. that's going to be like very, very, you know, a, a good place to be. And you can always already see it, you know, the brands, you know, Gucci and Adidas and uh, what's it called? Nike. And they're all on it. Uh, yeah and the future i mean the future is like you know the digital fashion world i do hang out in some of their their twitter spaces and stuff and i listen and um they're i believe they're more advanced than us with their with their thinking like they're already thinking like you buy a dress today in 10 years when people are wearing their ar glasses and you're walking down that or make it me i'm walking down the street in my dress right <laughs> then like that why it doesn't matter what i'm wearing because we're all wearing AR glasses instead of our phones. And so I look like however I want to look. That's never, once people get into that versus wearing like a raggedy old t-shirt or I look like a dragon, right? People are not gonna, it's gonna be crazy. Some of us like, I'm, at some point you'll probably be weird for a looking human, right? They'll be like, that's so strange. You'll be like, this is actually me, you know what I mean? Yep. But um, 
Yeah, that's what they call norm call. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, but the digital fashion industry is already there. And so that's what they're planning for when they make things. You know, they're already figuring this is this is the future and this is what they're going to be wearing. And so how how far can we take it? And um, that's really, that's so exciting, you know. I want to have a whole wardrobe of crazy dragon stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that does all kinds of interactive things, you know. Uh, that's going to be super cool. I'm big on, you know, one of my favorite uh, things for this whole space is like tabletop games and AR, you know, like Warhammer 40K oh, yeah. or something like that with augmented reality. It's just like, I'm already playing the game uh, Demio in VR, you know, where it's like a little, like a dungeon crawler where you actually throw oh, dice yeah. and, and you move to the, it's like a turn-based uh, thing. It's super yeah. awesome, but it was going to be even more awesome where you can actually do what you just said, uh, and sit on the Millennium Falcon, you know, where, they, where, where it's actually on your tabletop and you're sitting around the table with your actual friends. And even one of them is not there physically. He's only his like virtual dragon representation, right? And then you're yeah. playing the the game at your real dinner table. You know, that mix, that's going to be totally right. blowing. Yeah. yeah, and there's this, there's a book called Dream Park by Larry Niven which is um, a book about like you walk into Disney and there's immediately augmented reality, crazy stuff happening everywhere. And the main part of the game is this D&D augmented reality that they play in this huge warehouse and the top games get broadcast and millions of people watch it and all this stuff. Um, and so like you were just saying Warhammer, like you can imagine the two best Warhammer players in a warehouse and just blow the thing up in AR. And now like everything's the size, you know, human size. And you can see this whole battle from their scale and they're walking around in their world, like making decisions. That would make, you know, that'd be cool TV and like everything. So then the gaming, like how many of us would want to replicate that? Like we'd all be in line for that at Disney, you know? So yeah, the future with AR is, is limitless to what it's just, yeah, it's limitless. Yeah. Cool. You just need a yeah. You just need a warehouse, right? You can make it whatever you want. Yeah, just use the you know another you know. If I have a friend who's into model trains, and usually people into model trains, they're a little bit you know restricted by because very often you know they're better half, not necessarily just want like train tracks all over the house. Yeah, but they're really you know, expensive. Now, yeah, <laughs> but you can just turn it off. You know, usually they have a room in the in the attic or in the basement, but now it's just like you you can build your train track over your entire house because it's mm -hmm. not you know you just look at the part you want to look at through your AR glasses and and things like that. So it's just like, I think I'm a little bit uh, you know I, I I'm I'm looking more forward to to AR than 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 VR actually because. Yeah. If you just want to, you know, quickly touch on that, uh, because I think the gadgets that you need to have the experience you want in VR, you know, with haptic feedback and, you know, all this kind of, uh, you know, the motion sickness problem and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, there's a long, there's a big barrier to entry. You know, if you have to suit up and, and things like that, then it's not going to be something mm -hmm. that you just casually play for 20 minutes while you're doing something else. It's going to be something that you have to, set aside time for or as you just said you know that's that's what you do you know that's your job then you suit up right. and you go play or something like that but ai is just going to be okay you know i'm you know having a little bit of time in between and as you just said you know you have the glasses on already so you know i can play a little bit of chess you know on the street uh yeah. with my body while he's on the other side of the world uh and, and things like that so yeah yeah, super think, super cool well, thank, I think thank you very AR, much for, oh sorry are we done what? no no yeah no, I, I, think, just, you know, I think we could continue forever <laughs> oh. well just real quick I think the thing that's going to blow people's minds for AR that's going to get everybody is they're going to put on glasses and realize they can make a TV as big as they want yeah like that'll be the first thing they can make a hundred videos or whatever and, and they're suddenly not constrained and that'll be it they'll be like so what else can I yeah, not be constrained with, and we'll be off to the races. So, I was thinking about one question that we could uh, kind of finish off with because if people are curious about play and earn, let's stick to that definition, uh, and maybe Star Atlas and the club, you know, you know, what should they do? Where do they go? What should they think of? So you can join our Discord. It's 
discord.gg slash the dash sa dash club. And we'll put um, all the so links you, in the show notes to everything. Okay. Yeah. So you could join our Discord and um, you can immediately get help. Like you, you know, it, you go through the member verification. It's not very hard, but there's people there, including me, that will help you at any time, pretty much 24 seven. And if not, we'll get back to you. Um, but you can come to our Discord and you can learn um, everything about us and ask questions. We have a lot of videos on YouTube that a lot of people watch and um, you can learn all about the game there. Um, and if you want to learn more about Star Atlas specifically, I would go to Google and do Star Atlas white paper and it'll pop up the PDF for the white paper and the next link will be for the economic paper and read both of those. And that'll give you an in-depth once you read those, if you're going to be hooked, you'll, it'll probably be like a third of the way through the white paper, you'll be hooked, right? You'll know it. And then, and then if you want to come find us to learn more, um, you can follow the discord link and we'll be more than happy to help you. We always are. Uh, we support the, you know, the social and financial inclusion of everyone and we give back to our community. That's the two major things we live by. Cool. In our mission statement. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Kevin. That was a, a very interesting uh, conversation. I think this is the first uh, conversation I had where we really deep dived on on gaming, and uh, super nice to hear from somebody who's who's very involved and uh, looking to get even more involved. Yeah, it was great talking to you. It was fun. Like, I, man, just Masters of Orion. I really needed that today. Like, what yeah. a great memory. So yeah, yeah. cool. Good I'm, to I'm glad we shared that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, I'm going to send you that uh, form where you can fill in all the stuff for the short notes. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, see each other on the club uh, Discord. Cool. All right. Thanks, Jasper. Thank you. See you. Thanks. See you. I hope you enjoyed the conversation I had with Kevin. I think this is super fascinating. First of all, the idea that some people are living their lives in this kind of space and i'm not judging i think you know that that's cool you know if, if, if that's what you want to do uh i don't think that I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that uh i think it's it's awesome i think the community is great i think it's super fun uh and i you know there's there's two sides of it you know there there obviously you know some some battles are going to happen uh and i think that up the people who who are drawn to that type of thing it's really cool that they can have an outlet for that in a fun way but there's also a very big sense of this community and building some together uh, and that's what i really like about being part of the club it's, it is the only uh, guild thing I'm, I'm currently a member of and i'm not like super active uh, because uh, that's not I'm, I'm, I'm more like a casual gamer but they are doing so much great for their community. They are building cool apps all the time. It's one of the things that I've experienced a lot since I got a little bit more into gaming again after uh, the whole COVID hits. And uh, it's just how nice these, you know, let's call them nerds. I consider myself a nerd, very proud nerd. Uh, are super nice to each other. I've seen that at live playing events and also now I experience it in these Discord channels. People, you know, they're just very nice and very, like, really nice, caring about each other and, uh, and, and building stuff together. And I know that there's, there's probably a lot of, you know, there is a lot of frowning upon this whole, like, play to earn and, and, in within the game scene, there's a lot of frowning upon play to earn. You know, some gamers they they hate it uh, very passionately, but but also from the outside, you know, there is kind of a little bit of frowning on gaming in general. And I think it's just you know, I think you know, to be honest, I think it's people who don't you know they don't play games. It's the typical thing where you know you you kind of uh, you know you're considering something that you don't really know that much about and judging it from like other standards that has nothing to do with what actually goes on in the community that you are looking at from the outside. That is what it is. There's a lot of gamers, uh, so, so it is. But I just, you know, for me, it's been a very positive experience. And I think talking to Kevin and hanging out in the club, Discord and, and seeing what they are doing uh, for, the, for the future, 
and what they're planning and the way they're doing it. I just think that's that's super awesome. Thank you very much for listening. You can find links to Kevin and the club and myself in the show notes. I love to hear from people. We're in this for the conversations, not the popularity. If you want to leave a review on whatever podcast app you're using, super appreciated if you do that type of stuff. But also, if you want to send me a message, I really love when I hear from people. It's nice to know that there are somebody out there who are listening and who are also thinking thoughts. So I would love to hear what you're thinking. If you want to send me a message, if you love the podcast or you hate the podcast or something in between, or you think that there are somebody interesting that I should talk to, please get in touch because I love receiving those messages. Thank you very much and see you next time.